Greetings, everyone, and a warm welcome to another edition of Marketing the Invisible. I'm Tom Poland, beaming out to you from the very sunny Sunshine Coast here in Australia, joined today by Brian Kurtz. Brian, g'day, a warm welcome from down under. Where are you hanging out? I'm hanging out in Westport, Connecticut, which is a suburb of New York City, basically. Right, as New York creeps. I could probably spend the entire interview just tilting my head and looking to see what you got on the wall there, (laughs) memorabilia. But we better not do that. Folks, if you're listening to this on iTunes or iPod, you probably want to hop over to our website and, and check out the video because it's, it's worth it's worth just looking at the background. Brian, thanks thanks for being on the show. For those of you who haven't heard of Brian, you're probably living in a cave if you're in the world of marketing because he's had two careers. The first spent 34 years as a force behind Boardroom, which if you don't know Boardroom, it's an iconic publisher and direct marketer of the highest order. The second part of his career has been as the founder of Titans Marketing. He's worked with some of the greats, and he hasn't told me to say this, but I, I know he has, such as uh, Dan Kennedy and Frank Kern and many, many others. He's, uh, it's a direct marketing educational coaching company. He can't help himself but to give, and that's partly why he's here. Our title today, Brian, is The Dangers of Over-Delivery. Yay. <laughs> okay, this is going to be interesting. So let's unpack that one. Our time starts now. Question number one, sir, is who's your ideal client? So do you want me to unpack the dangers of over-delivery first? Or just tell me who, yeah, I'll, well, I'll, I'll tell you my context. ideal That's fair enough, yeah. So my ideal client is, and it's weird because I focus on niche. I focus on, you know, narrow to wide. That I always think that in marketing, it's way easier to start in a narrow niche, and then you can be all things to all people. If you start being all things to all people it gets kind of dicey because then no one knows what you're doing and you can't target your copy to the list uh, in the best way possible. However, my ideal client is not necessarily niche. It's basically anyone who is doing direct response marketing. And that's as a marketer, as a copywriter, as a media buyer. And direct response marketing is a certain type of marketing that I think is the only way to market, which is measurable with measurable marketing, ROI on everything you spend and making money and not wasting time. And I'm not a, I'm not a money gouger. I'm not like, I'm not going to try to rip people off with all of my whiz bang tactics. That's not my style, but I do believe that my ideal client has to be committed to measurable, accountable marketing. Then once they get into my marketing programs and my masterminds, I try to find out what their niche is. And that's number two. What is the problem I solve? I start wide in a way by bringing them in because they want to do direct response marketing. But then Mm. I am interested in what they're doing. I'm not just interesting. I'm interested in how they want to go about attacking a market. And more times than not, when they're on a hot seat in one of my groups or I'm pushing them a little bit, it's always about like going to wide. They're trying to be all things to all people. So I make sure I go a mile deep. And once I go there, I can solve any problem for them, really. Because, you know, as Gary Halbert and John Carlton talk about clicks on a dial, we all have clicks on a dial. So basically, you tell me a problem, and I have a click for that. So I'm thinking, okay, that's, you know, Tom's problem is that he can't seem to reach his audience because of X, Y, and Z. And I go on my dial. I take my dial. I go click, 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 click. Oh, yeah, that's that. And then I talk to him about, I can talk about list research. I can talk about list segmentation. Right. I can talk about narrowing down your market. And so, so the problem I solve is once they let me know 
who they want to go after, then I can take a click on my dial and go deep yeah. with them. And, on that. and I find that direct marketers like you have a curious mind. You know, it's one of, it's one of your defining characteristics is you ask a lot of questions, you probe yes. and you prod and you diagnose and you, you figure stuff out and you talked about the click and it's almost like a combination safe is what's going to get the safe open for this particular exactly. client. Let's try some combinations to you, which, which, which is, I mean, you're always interesting people to have at dinner parties because you just have that curious mind. And, and also, I, and I'm not sucking up to Brian here, folks, because I'm not getting any commission to do this, unfortunately. <laughs> but uh, yeah, you, you want to unpack reality. That's what you're doing. You're unpacking reality in terms exactly. of what is it that's going to get cut through. It's going to motivate that particular niche to want to reach out and know more. But I better move on. We've only got uh, three I, I just say one other left. thing about that is that copywriters yeah. in particular are one of the characteristics of a great copywriter is that they're great interviewers. They, they know how to interview their client in a way because the client, if not a copywriter, what are they hiring the writer for? Right. They're hiring the writer to get the expression out into the marketplace. If the interview is solid, it's basically they're going to get everything out of the brain of the entrepreneur, and then they're going to turn it into poetry on paper. If you're not a good interviewer, don't be a copywriter. Poetry on paper. I love it. And right there, there's some poetry, not on paper as such, but digital. Uh, okay, yes. so yes. Let, give, us, give us a couple of quick seconds, because uh, quick tips. What would you say are some of the symptoms of, of someone who, whose business needs you? They need to talk with you. A couple of symptoms. You know, one of them is the thing that people think they're inventing stuff when it's already been invented. And that's true hmm. all the time with everybody. I start my conversations with I've never invented anything. But I've been able to, through my 40 plus years in direct marketing, I have stories involving all kinds of marketing and all media. And once I hear what you've got, I can kind of come up with something. It's not just a click right. on the dial. It's a story. It's a lesson that I learned. Right. Maybe right. some tough lessons too. Some that you know yeah. I lost a lot of money on too. That's where it really comes out. Okay. So we, we've got like 100 seconds left. So let's, let's go to question five, a top tip. What... What I have to hear is something someone can use, whether they work with you or not. They, they should be working with you, but it's at least it's a step in the right direction. What do you got? 90 seconds left. So I would say that, you know, don't, that the creative and the messaging and the words that you're going to use to sell anything is the least important element of any campaign until it's not. And what I mean by that, the most important is the list, the audience, the media, and understanding the media first. And then the offer. Then once you have those things dialed in, the creative becomes the most important. But if you start with the creative, you can have the best creative of all time and you go out to the wrong audience, it's going to get you zero orders. The opposite is not true. The perfect audience with mediocre creative and mediocre copy is going to be, you're going to get some orders. It may not be the best orders, but you're going to get right. some orders. So, right. I, so basically understand that you have to get the market right You've got to get the offer right. And then you really focus it on the messaging and the creative. Perfect. It makes sense when you hear it, but so many of us don't get it until after we've heard it. People Folks, are creative. Um, they, they think going right to the creative and the messaging right. and, the, and the words is the most important. So 20 seconds left. Folks, go to Brian Kurtz. That's Brian, B-R-I-A-N-K-U-R-T-Z dot net. And there you're going to find more information about this. You're going to get three Quite closely guarded copywriting secrets. It's an interview. Um, of, yeah, it's an interview. Brian, I, I got to give you the last question, even though we're out of time. What's the one question I should have asked you but didn't? 
you know, you like my you like the scenery behind me. You might have wanted to ask me, like, why is my picture on Jimmy Stewart's body in It's a Wonderful Life? Or why <laughs> is there a T-Rex on my table? We can all dream. So yes, yes. 30, 30 seconds. Why? What's going on back there? So basically, It's a Wonderful Life is one of my favorite movies of all time. And it's it's one that always, you know, every Christmas and not during Christmas, I always want to watch it for inspiration of, you know, what would life have been like if you weren't there? And if you constantly think in terms of that, it's powerful. And the T-Rex is important because when I started my coaching company, it was going to be called uh, Dinosaurs and Cowboys, which would be I'm the dinosaur teaching the cowboys of online marketing. <laughs> and I made my email address T-Rex. I've got dinosaur socks up the wazoo. But it's, it's a reminder of original source. It's a reminder that, and that's chapter two of my book, Over Deliver, that it's original source is not just where babies came from, and it's not just for nostalgia. It's really about, you know, learning from the fundamentals and the basics, and then taking right. that and latching on to what's the best of the Words of wisdom, folks. I, folks, I do hope you listen to this again and again, because you've, you've so many people want to rush to the tactics. So many people want to rush to execution. So many people want to just slap up a landing page or a sales page or, or whack a webinar together. You got to do the foundational stuff first that Brian's been talking about. Brian, thanks for sharing. Appreciate you being on the show. Thanks, Tom. Thanks for checking out our Marketing the Invisible podcast. If you like what we're doing here, please head over to iTunes to subscribe, rate us, and leave us a review. It's very much appreciated. And if you want to generate five fresh leads in just five hours, then check out www.5hourchallenge.com.